Hey, welcome to CC Stories, a podcast about people who've encountered Jesus at Centerpoint Church. We believe you matter, and therefore your story matters. I'm Justin Elam, the Next Gen Pastor at Centerpoint Church, and welcome to episode two of CC Stories. All right, so we just jump in. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of our bonus podcast, CC Stories. My name is Justin Elam. I'm the Next Gen Pastor here at Centerpoint Church. So glad you're joining us. We have a special treat for you today. Uh, we've assembled uh, our Next Gen team here, as well as uh, Chris Olson, our Communications Director, is joining us. Uh, so we got Isaiah Garza, who's our student pastor. What's Woo! going on, everybody? How y'all doing? It's your boy, Isaiah <laughs> See, I always end up doing something crazy, go. but it's good. It's good hey, though. just so you guys know, I am the student pastor, so I'm supposed to be a little off, okay, guys? But uh, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say now. Like, you go, you're uh, off. It's okay. Yeah, you're off? supposed you're to be off, off so you're so good. Be okay. off. You're good. good job. Then we have I'm the student pastor. Then we have uh, Kirsten Korea, who's our children's ministry director. Uh, who does a great job with kids. Kirsten, if you want to say hey, tell everybody about yourself real quick. Hey, everybody. I'm Kirsten Korea. Um, like Justin said, I'm the children's ministry coordinator here at Centerpoint. Um, I just get to love on kids, play with kids, um, and then kind of tweak our curriculum throughout the week, um, just really helping them um, discover who Jesus is and um, learn that the Bible is truth every week. Yeah, and little known fact about Kirsten is she's actually not married to Jonathan Korea. <laughs> that is true. Who's also on our staff here at Centerpoint, but she she's what? married to... I have a different husband. A different husband. Uh, you only have one husband, though, <laughs> well, yeah. right? You don't have like a work husband <laughs> and a, just one. It's actually Jonathan's brother, Brandon. So yes, Jonathan's correct. not married, but we'll talk about that another time of CC Stories. Uh, then we got Chris, you're over here hanging out yes. uh, with us. Yeah, hanging out, taking Insta Stories so that this could be seen on the interwebs later and just... Uh, wanting to get wanting to get you guys on this podcast because it's an amazing team that we have here and our church is really all about reaching the next generation and I want that to be a primary focus of everything that we do so as soon as I thought like you know we need to get another one of these podcasts done I was like you know we need to get this team on here especially now that you know, Isaiah is now full time yeah, with yeah. us and right. it's so exciting to lead that you know what God's really doing just an incredible way at velocity. Um, so we just need to get this out to more people and let them know yeah. what, what amazing team we have here. Yeah. Now we haven't really seen each other too much today. No. Uh, so how's everybody's day going? You guys enjoying life? It's going good. I actually just canceled my gym membership. Oh, and uh, Are you too fit. <laughs> no, I need to get fit. All right, I'm, you uh, might be doing that backwards. Then listen, listen. I canceled one, but then I registered for another one. Crunch. There you go. Which me and Chris, we about to go. There you go. Work Woo. out together. I gotta lose all this good. holiday we that, weight. We got the yeah. sponsorship. This, this CC like Stories podcast brought to you by Crunch Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you do go, tell my Zay sent you, and I will get a free T-shirt. Crunch, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kirsten? How's your day been so far? Pretty good. Uh, we're looking at adopting a dog hopefully pretty soon. So we're Ooh. in that process of That's contacting exciting. different foster homes and um, just looking at um, different dogs that would hopefully become a new member of our family soon. So oh, sweet. Okay, so I'm not a, like a pet person, like per se. Like really? I like animals from afar kind of thing. Like I, I mean, like if I um, go over to your house, you have an animal, I'll pet it. But and I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody at all. It's a good thing to get pets, but like we got foster homes for pets now. Yes, and ad- I know we had adoption agencies. Yes, mm-hmm. Hold on, so what? it's a it's a little well, bit more. Foster, you can foster pets. Yes. Now. Wow. Are they gonna have yeah. like a like senior living homes for pets too? <laughs> the good thing about foster idea. homes is those animals get more intentional interaction, and so they're just not in a cage all day. And so there's someone intentionally pouring into those dogs and treat 
teaching them exactly good habits. are they pouring into the good dogs? habits like okay. teaching them how to not go to the bathroom in the house teaching them how to sit and mm-hmm. um typically if you um, adopt a dog that's in a foster home you kind of have a little bit more of an idea of the type of dog that you're getting and it's also like they screen you pretty heavily. I had to submit pictures of the house. I had to tell them a little bit about our lifestyle, how much we're home, how much we're away. Because they really pride themselves on matching up a dog with a family who um, is going to be a good fit. So you're less likely to return that dog or bring it in a shelter. So they really want it to be successful for everyone. So is this actually foreshadowing something that Uh, you guys want to do something other than a dog? (laughs) Maybe down the road. Uh, I'm just, I'm just Uh, saying, uh, but uh, real quick, uh, I was going to say, wait, I was going to say real quick is that, that this is how much care she put into uh, like, a, do- a fostering or adopting a child I mean a, a dog that's what imagine I mean. what she does with like taking care of your children here at <laughs> yes. Center Point like, yeah, for that's, sure. that, this is why she's on our team because she cares <laughs> that, that much just about a dog intentionality yeah intentional yes. care of the children here and speaking about me uh, being full time now it was mm-hmm. actually crazy because I'm not used to waking up later and now that oh, I guess to okay, wake up yeah. later, I actually mm-hmm. slept for way too long. I slept till eight o'clock. And wow. some of y'all probably like eight o'clock. That's not late. But for me, that's like I'm waking up at four forty five every single day. And I woke up with this this crank in my neck. I don't even know. And it just I cannot look to the left. Like, like if I look to the left, I got to turn my whole body. You got to break so, your neck. Sitting there. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. I probably nice look posture. really stiff. You're really straight. Thank you. Yeah. It's only it's only because of my neck right now, but I am so blessed so to was be it, here for Was time. it Buster Rhymes? Mm. Is it Break Your Neck? You know what? Um, Old school? Mm. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Okay, Google, Google that real quick. Man, this morning, so I got into the office today, and uh, in our kitchen area, we have a little chest freezer, and uh, I was we were going to move it, and I was going to plug it and stuff, but I was like, well, what's inside of it? And I opened it up. And uh, what happened was the freezer died and there was a box of hamburger patties in the freezer. I don't know how long ago it died, but it like put the death smell on everything in the office. It was oh bad. My it was goodness. so bad. Horrible. Like I, I couldn't do it for a second. Like it's a good thing. Like legit, it's a good thing Bryant was in the office because yeah. he probably would have like. We would have had to yeah. clean up his mess. We would have had another sermon illustration. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was, I mean, it was. Like That's we why t- there's candles in the kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. we took the whole dump, we took the whole thing out to the dumpster and just threw it away. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, literally the whole freezer. Wow, just dumped into the dumpster because it was that bad. So, yeah. so also last night, yeah. uh, next gen. This is next gen specific. So last night we had the Grove Chocolate Night. Uh, we gathered with it was about twenty five of us young adults just gathering, hanging out, eating chocolate. Like literally, people kept asking me, "What are we doing?" I kept telling them, "We are eating chocolate and playing board games. Like that's all we're doing. We just need an excuse to get together." Um, but at one point in the evening, uh, mm-hmm. there was someone on our staff. Oh, uh, we won't say who. We won't say their full name. We'll just do initials. Isaiah, what's your middle name? <laughs> it's a uh, Thomas. Thomas. Okay, right. so is, the initials are I T G. Thank you. Sitting at a table by themselves. Sitting at a table by themselves, surrounded by lady folks. Technically, I wasn't Ooh. by myself because I was surrounded okay, by. But other you were people. the only man at the table at, for only a little bit. Okay, there was another guy who came. There was Glenn. Okay, and then there was a uh, who's dating someone. Yes, there was Glenn, and then there mm-hmm. was David. David. Yes, he came in later. So. He did, but then he also left. But at the same time, they were a part of the group that was the smallest. Yeah, you were just trying to minister. That's it. That's what That's it is. It, you know? And plus, you know, <laughs> I might as well just put it out there. You know, I am single, so. 
<laughs> this brought this podcast brought to you by Match.com. <laughs> Check out Isaiah Garza's. Oh, please don't. Not a sponsor. Wait a few months. So let me get in that gym and get ripped first. I know. That's it, man. I got to lose go. about 15, 20. And it'll mm. probably take me about like, you know, 20 months. But hey, men there. lose weight so much faster than females, though. It's like, all about diet. That's like, what Don can me. stop drinking pop for a month and drop like 15, 20 pounds. Like, for all it's our non Midwestern yeah. friends, pop is what they call soda, soda. where Kirsten yeah. hails from up north yes. in Michigan. So let's talk about Next Gen Ministry for a second. Because uh, for us here, all of us, like, we obviously are giving up our lives for the next generation, trying to reach them. Uh, it's something we really value at Centerpoint Church. Uh, we want to do a great job with it. And really the reason we value it so much is because individuals matter and we don't know, like it's kind of a cool mystery. We don't know who's in our ministry, mm. whether it's a children's ministry, uh, whether it's the student ministry, even the young adult ministry, like we know the names, but we don't know who these people will become later. Mm-hmm. So we believe like we're not just babysitting kids. We're not just entertaining students. We're not just giving young adults a place to gather. Uh, we are really investing in the next generation because these people are going to become something later and God has created us and called us to be world changers. So right now, even like our CC Kids ministry environment, we have uh, well over 200 kids mm-hmm. every single Sunday throughout three wow. services. Where we're, I mean, we're like reaching so many kids, kids, so many families. It is a lot of kids. That's a legit, like shameless plug, a mm-hmm. great place for you to serve and Absolutely. to make a difference. <laughs> no CC shame. Kids. Um, but we have, I mean, over 200 world changers coming out on Sunday mornings and then close to 100 students coming out on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really pouring into the next generation. So uh, I want to take a second and just ask each of us, uh, Chris, you included, is kind of share a story even about a time that someone invested in you when you were a child or student, because that's the thing for all of us too. It's personal uh, because we had people impacting us. Uh, So Isaiah, why don't we start with you? You just share share a story about uh, someone who impacted you when you were a child or a student and kind of led you towards Christ. Yeah, I mean, I had actually a a couple of people pour into me. I was was one of those knucklehead kids. I always get in trouble. I was there for the girls. not you, man. Wait, you were there for the girls? Listen, all right, thank God I got saved. But hey, I, I was there, you know, not for Jesus, you know, but Mm -hmm. those people, uh, one of them was named Cuba, and then there was another one that was named CJ, and they just saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and uh, it was absolutely just amazing how they just poured, you know, love onto me, and it was just great to just see that happen in my life, but what really made an impact for me was CJ. He made the word come to life, and... He saw some. He he encouraged me every time. There was about two hundred people that were going uh, to this uh, high school, and our high school, you know, um, service. And uh, it was it was just he pointed me and my best friend out. He was like, "God's gonna use you," and I was just like, "I don't know about that." And he would hmm. just, but the way he would speak, like it would come alive. It's like reading a book. If you actually like reading books, which I never really did, but there were certain books that I love reading because when I would read it, it would come to life. And that's what he would do in his message, um, in all his messages. And it drew me in to a place where I started to finally understand the Bible hmm. and how it related to me. And I think that was super important for me that for the first time in my life as a student, I could actually relate to what the word of God was saying. And not only that, despite me being a little knucklehead trying to be, you know, the bad boy and and so forth, he saw past that and he loved me past that. And I think that's what truly encouraged me to do what I do now. 
when I look at the students now, we have we have some, you know, students that are hard. Yeah. You know, some of them are easier, some of them are hard. But, you know, I love them both because mm-hmm. they remind me of me, especially the ones that are just harder to reach. And, you know, we didn't become I didn't become a, a student pastor, a youth pastor because it was going to be easy. Or mm-hmm. is because that I knew it was going to be about me or that I could even change these kids. It's all about Jesus and loving them towards Jesus. And I learned that uh, by someone doing that for me. And that's why I'm just so passionate for the next generation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think it's even like you're saying, like they saw something you didn't see in yourself. Yes. And that's something I see like, because and parts of my story is similar to yours. But even like we got students coming, whether it's kids or student ministry that they come in and like they are leaders, but to be honest, they're leading in some of the wrong things. Absolutely. And it's like, man, if we could just get some of those kids to start, like to understand scripture and to understand God has something like he's even given them something special to be able to lead people. Like they could change the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just, just one of those moments where I looked back and I could just tell that God was calling me at a very early age, even to middle school. He even told me the first time I was actually praying with God in middle school. And he was just like, yeah, this is what you're going to do with your life. And I laughed at him at first. And it wasn't until, you know, and here's the thing. When I was in youth group, I never accepted Christ. Hmm. I went there. I loved the message. Um, I loved, you know, the people going there. I, I made friends, but you know, I never truly accepted Christ. It wasn't until I became an adult at the age of 19 where the gospel truly entered into my heart. I fully understood it and I gave, I surrendered my life. But then when I did that, all those times that he spoke life into me, they popped up in my head and it just was like a flood of memories that really start to make connections. And that's the thing about the ministry that we do is sometimes we might not see students uh, you know, we might not see the fruit of it in velocity or while they're still in high school. It might be even down the line uh, when they're adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's so important that, hey, whether you come here and you believe what we believe or don't, or whether we even see the fruits out of that or don't, mm-hmm. like you are here and we are going to love you and we're going to pour into you. And we want to be able to influence them in, in a way towards just loving them towards Jesus again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it happened to me and I know it can work. And, and that's why I've just, yeah. just yeah. want to do yeah. the same thing. I think there's a uh, Stephen Furtick quote. He's a pastor up in, I think it's South Carolina. Love the guy. Uh, he has a quote out there. I was trying to find it real quick on my phone, but it's basically like inside every person, every inside every man is a prince and a punk, and who you talk to will show up. Mm. And I think like it's something like that. I think that's so true, though, of like if you tell someone that they're messing around, they're messing things up, they're a bad kid, they're whatever, like a lot of times we live up to what people mm-hmm. tell us. They're going to embrace that. Absolutely. And that's the thing, even you're talking about loving kids and connect with them. One thing about our next gen ministry is we are, have a small group focus across the board. So if you have children coming in on Sundays, uh, they're going to sit down with a small group leader every single week. Uh, they rotate every other week, but they have a small group leader, an adult or a student every single week to sit down and talk with them. Uh, and similar on Wednesday nights for Velocity students or after the message is, is shared, they go back and they talk with an adult about that or they can have a relationship with somebody. Um, and that, that's the thing is the reality is, I mean, a hundred students or 200 kids, like we can't connect to everybody. Mm-hmm. But that's where we have an army of bridge builders truly building bridges to make a difference in the students and children's lives, uh, which is an incredible job. 
so Kirsten, how about you, Kirsten? Let's hear a story about a time uh, someone invested in you, someone shaped your life uh, when you were a student or a child. So kind of similar to what Isaiah was saying, actually. Um, so I had a really good friend in elementary school. Um, her name was Christy, and she um, invited me to Awana with her. And um, it, as good friends are, they tend to be a little competitive and a hmm. little um, challenging to, with each other. Um, and so Awana quickly became a um, social thing for me and a little competitive. I wanted the points. I wanted the glory. I wanted the trophies. Like I wanted all of those things. This um, is like a side of Kirsten we don't get to see very much. <laughs> no. yeah. I am like the I least competitive like... person you'll ever met meet. It all like... When I was a kid, not so much now. Um, but so she um, really encouraged me to go to Iwana. And um, I, like I said, it was just a social thing for me. But she was just so intentional. And not only just with me, but with so many people growing up. And um, I was kind of a brat at Iwana, like, to be honest. Like I, like, I wasn't there to know Jesus. I wasn't there. I didn't care if I was really memorizing the scriptures. Um, but I was still learning them. But I wasn't really embracing or grasping who Jesus was at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I shared p- parts of this with um, our um, CC Kids team already, just trying to encourage them and um, really show them that you really don't see the impact that you have on kids um, immediately. But so... Fast forward a couple years, um, or I guess rewind um, from where I am currently. Uh, a couple years ago, I was just kind of reflecting on my journey with Christ and um, just thinking about the impact that Christy had on me. Um, she passed away when I was in eighth grade, but she is someone who was so pivotal in my walk. And I would I didn't know it then. I didn't know it when I was in high school, and I still didn't accept Christ um, until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. But she was the person driving me to go to church and to learn mm-hmm. who Jesus was and just tilling that soil and planting those seeds mm-hmm. um, and just loving on me. And um, while I was reflecting back on the impact that Christy had, I was just blown away by the love that my Awana leader poured out to me. And even in like my selfishness, my desire after all the um, rewards, like the tangible rewards that I could have in my hands. Um, she just showed me so much love and so much grace. Mm-hmm. And so here I am in my twenties, just reflecting back on the impact my Iwana leader had in fourth grade. And I realized how, like, what a great reflection of Jesus was she. And I didn't see it then. And it took almost 20 years for me to actually see that reflection, but she was chasing after me, praying that I would get it, praying that I would understand and come to know Jesus. And she never got to see that. And she will probably never know the impact that she had in my life. But because of her, like I get a tangible experience of who Jesus is. Mm. Um, And I get to carry that and then um, encourage our leaders, our small group leaders and the people who I get to um, come into contact with each week that you may not know what you're doing right now, but Jesus knows and he sees it and he's loving it and he's blessing you and he's blessing these kids by what you're doing. And Mm. so um, he can take a selfish, self-centered little brat in fourth grade and change her into someone who really just really wants kids to know Jesus. That's good. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing too, is like, you even put it like selfish sense self-centered like that's every kid yeah yeah right like, yeah, yes yeah. it is yeah. i mean if you, if you have kids yeah. like you get it like i don't have to teach my kids how to be selfish nope. they're, they're and, mm-hmm. and i gotta teach them how to be grateful yeah and we gotta teach mm-hmm. kids like and, and it's just the reality that's like that's part of the brokenness of humanity Absolutely. is we think it's all about us and i think that's where we get to come and we get to show them like god has come to restore everything and god has come to change mm-hmm. everything and you are not worthy of all this praise 
mm-hmm. and show them how good Jesus is that he he is. Mm-hmm. You know, now Chris, I know you have several stories, probably people pouring into your life and helping yeah. you, but you have an idea yeah. of a, sh- a story about you yeah. want to share? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just uh, went to a youth group when I was in high school that um, was it was at a smaller church. You know, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like it wasn't as really as cool as Velocity is, to be honest with you. Like it was not as cool at, at all as Velocity is. Of Velocity's course, it wasn't. Got, yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> coolest youth group ever, right? <laughs> Velocity six thirty um, tonight, everyone. Yeah, yeah. six six yeah. o'clock tonight. Yeah, but six o'clock matter. tonight. This isn't gonna be posted today, so yeah, it's oh, not gonna be posted. Today, never mind. So six thirty yesterday, or <laughs> in the, some point in the future when someone's listening to on it on Wednesday. I was on a Wednesday, yeah. So, but anyway, but um. So yeah, so this this church was pretty small, like um, you know, thirty, forty people, you know, students in the the youth group at best, and you know, music was pretty lameish. Like it was it had its moments, but um, it, it actually didn't get better until the students actually started getting involved in in the music. But um, we had these two leaders, and it was a couple that led the group, and they just did such an amazing job of just like you know, they weren't amazing. Sp- preachers they they taught the bible well but it wasn't like you know amazing teaching Mm. but they just did such a great job of just loving on us Mm. and just like creating a space where people like can belong and they can just you know hang out and they didn't have to like we didn't have to follow these crazy rules it didn't matter like what you looked like or what you dressed Mm. like or what you believed or what you did um just all like you could just be there and they just wanted to love you and share a little bit of jesus with you and like that was it and um so that had a huge impact on my life, just in general, just just in the, you know, like, you know what, I can just be myself and be real and be here and be comfortable and hang out with my friends for a little bit. And I uh, see a lot of that in Velocity, that that's the kind of atmosphere, but which is like cooler music and better <laughs> preaching. <laughs> like, But a, a lot of that and that um, people can send their students to Velocity to, to really just you know, be able to be exposed to the truth, exposed to God's word. And on top of that, I have a place where they're accepted and loved no matter what they're going through, what they're, they're struggling with. And uh, so I had a very similar experience like that. And that's what I'm so grateful for what your team does and what the Velocity team does in creating an environment like that in our church. Yes, sir. You know, something I got to add to that. Um, even though we are doing the podcast, something that we got to give a shout out to is the people we work with. Yeah. The people we work Absolutely. with are... Just phenomenal. They're mm-hmm. great. We would not be able to do the things we do without them. I'm talking about the Velocity leaders mm-hmm. to the CC kid leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, going even to the student leaders, mm-hmm. we even have a student leader team that is absolutely amazing. They come in early every Wednesday. I'm able to pour into them and, and just be able to help disciple them. But even for them and just all the leaders who just just are behind us we would not Mm -hmm. be able to do what we do and to love successfully you know these kids and so it is uh it makes our job so much easier and we gotta give them a shout out so hey guys if you are listening we thank you we thank you and we love you Mm -hmm. the shout out i I think that's the thing too is like sometimes um i'm not sure even where this idea came into being but like sometimes uh we think people ministry like the rock stars you know, like you're like the, the and and the reality is like, I mean, if you spent time with us, you'd see like we're we're not all that. Like we we know that we got to keep that humble mm-hmm. and understand that. But like, it's people even like in my life. Like I think there's I think there's a a, 
a lie that people believe like, oh, I need to go to Bible college. I need to be a really good X, Y, or Z in order to make a difference. But like, you just got to be there. And for so many, like all, I mean, all of the stories share about people who just showed up, people who were not the most, you know, best speakers, people who were not the the best musicians, people who were not the most fun, honestly, even. Mm -hmm. I think like for me growing up, there was a couple, uh, Patrick and Debbie Gill, who served faithfully our kids ministry. Uh, She was leading a uh, middle school, Sunday school class for a long time. He was, they were youth leaders and like. She, I think she stayed home and worked at home and he was a Frito-Lay maintenance guy and like, but just faithful as all get out and like the investment that they made into my life and so many other students just being there all the time and even doing things where like he needed to work on his house done and he'd pay me to come and just move bricks, just stuff where it's like just getting me to be around him was a huge thing. And I think that's the thing, like for so many people, even whoever's listening to this, like you have what you need to make an investment in someone's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. you don't have to become something you're not. You know, I was talking with some velocity since last week. And I was talking about something. I almost started using some slang trying to like relate to him. I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow, hold up. I was going to end really badly because as much as I don't think I'm old, like you old man, I, I am. You know, these students. I was, well, this a while ago. I was talking about something. Um, I forget what I was talking about. But like, I know life without YouTube. And I remember when someone first got. Like, I remember when like my youth leader got the first iPhone, and it was like a big deal. He's like a president of his company, and like, mm-hmm. but but that's kind of beside the point. But I think I think the reality though is like for all of us, people who made an investment in our lives are people who were present and people who loved us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They were not the most talented people. Mm-mm. They're not the most. Uh, even honestly, sometimes not the most passionate people, but they were there every week. And for so many students coming into our campus and soon to be our campuses, uh, they need people who are just there for them. Mm-hmm. People who are, are there consistently. Cause when we talk about this with CC kids or with velocity leaders. Uh, you might be the only adult that's consistently showing up in that, that child, that student's life. We have no idea what they're going through. Uh, they probably have some teachers at school and then someone here at church. And we have the same mentality all across the board with our church ministries, you can belong before you believe. Mm-hmm. So if you don't believe what we're talking about, like that's totally fine that we welcome that like questions are okay. We just ask that you respect people and, and participate, but we'll have a conversation later if you want to about why you don't believe. I know Isaiah, you've had some conversations with some students who are real upfront about, mm-hmm. I don't believe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I even uh, was able to talk to parents and parents even called me like, Hey, you know, my, my, my son or my daughter, they don't necessarily believe will they be accepted. I'm like, absolutely come bring them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same thing, like, oh, well, my kid struggles with the same sex attraction and things like that. Will he be judged? And I was like, no, bring him, bring her in. Like, this is a place for everyone. Right. I mean, uh, I feel like people think of the church as I have to be right. I have to get everything mm-hmm. right and come to the church. I thought of that. I thought that's what it was for the longest time. Actually, that's why I hated church when I was younger because mm-hmm. I would see Christians and and just religious people and it seemed like they always try to have it all together and it was just like I saw right through it. And I was like, I do not want that. I don't want to be like that. So I associated that with religion, with Jesus. And yeah. I was like, hey, I believe in the Jesus thing, but I don't want to be a part of it because I feel like I'm going to have to wear a mask. And yeah. and actually being able to 
do what we do here and break that wall down. Something we like to say here is we like to tear down every barrier, mm-hmm. you know, just away from mm-hmm. us or just bringing people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy is that like I, this whole team is a, gets to be a part of actually being able to break that wall down, take off that mask and like, Hey, listen, students, I am, I'm jacked up. Something that uh Jay Sanders used to say, and um shout out to Jay. If you are listening, um, is that we all scrubs, I'm a scrub and it's, it's so true. And I think the more real that we are with students, the more real they're going to be with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's where walls start to break chains start to fall. And I just, I think that's where it happens is just being authentic and being real about who you are. And students will begin to do that when we lead that out. I think that's why, you know, we have so much impact in what we do because we don't try to put a mask on like a Christianity mask. Like, Hey, I'm Isaiah. I'm a Christian. Um, I mess up, you know, and I'm not perfect. But at the same time, I don't use that as an excuse right. to just stay down. And we yeah. make sure we let them know that as well. But no yeah. matter where you're coming from, no matter what walk of life, what background you are in or what religion you came from, like you will be welcomed here. You will be loved here. And at the end of the day, you're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to have a yeah. blast tonight, even though you probably won't hear Tomorrow. about this till, you know, a couple <laughs> days later. Yesterday. Or yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> uh, we're actually having archery tag and it's going to be awesome. I told all the students, I was like, if you're able to hit me, I'll buy you something from the snack shack. So, <laughs> which I'm not going to get hit. I'm too quick. Y'all just so you know, I'm five, three, by the way, Curtis Jackson, I'm very short. Shack. I might be, I'm, I'm actually wide, but I'm really short. So it's going to be hard to hit me. Okay. So, but anyway, I think that's even, I've heard it said, you talk about being real. Um, a guy we've all listened to, uh, Craig Rochelle, he does a lot of leadership stuff. He's a pastor out in Oklahoma. Talked, he has this quote that people would rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always mm-hmm. right. Mm, I think good. that's even like people, and he also even said something about uh, people admire your strengths, but they associate and connect with your weaknesses. And like that's even the, the as you see through scripture, like even Paul talks about like where I'm weak, like when I'm weak, then Christ is strong. And like yes. we don't have to hide the things that we've done. We don't have to hide our stories. I think absolutely right. We don't give it, uh, we don't justify living there and staying there, but we can recognize, Hey, I'm broken. You know, mm-hmm. and I think one thing that's so cool too, is I think about with, with velocity, we get to almost reimagine church for some kids, yes. reimagine what it can be like, mm-hmm. but also like with CC kids, we get to introduce them to mm-hmm. what church is Yes, and we get to show them like church can be fun and worship can be loud mm-hmm. and people care for you mm-hmm. and we want uh, to create you know a kids ministry environment where kids are are running to Jesus instead of running away from the church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're seeing that happen too like yeah. we're seeing lives being changed so uh, we're kind of be wrapping up a little bit here but think about uh, what's a story or a few stories even uh, about life change happening in your ministry specific. I'll start. Uh, I'm like the point leader over our young adult ministry, the Grove and just seeing young adults come in who honestly uh, are not connected anywhere else. Uh, and a lot of young adults going through uh, a lot of mental illness things, a lot of just transition in life. Like it is reality that it is hard to transition into adulthood now. Uh, for several reasons, we could even talk about a uh, long a whole podcast, probably even just about that. But uh, just seeing them come in and even like last night having chocolate night, which is just, again, we're just, this is an excuse to hang out. But seeing four or five new people come in that I haven't connected with personally and talking with them and then seeing people take steps of faith of saying, I want to, like, I want to serve. I want to be part of what's happening in the Grove. Or this one guy coming in, uh, I don't know all his story uh, because 
uh, he's even said like, I don't know if this stuff like, I can really share with the church, but like this guy coming in, knowing he's going through hell right now. Yeah. Like knowing his, like from things he's told me, like it is so hard for him and he's just like, I was just going to show up and read my Bible, in my car, but you guys are here early. So I'll help set up and like just providing a safe space for anyone imaginable to come in and get connected. And for some people you see like even last night's event, like, well, you're just playing card games. You're just playing whatever. Uh, like, yes, we are doing that, but we are building relationships and we are answering in a huge way. We care for you and you are welcome here. Uh, so Kirsten, if you want to start, uh, what's a, a story about life change happened with CC kids you can share with everybody, kind of encourage everybody to get an idea of what happens in CC kids. So, um, I think we often talk about kids, but, um, while you were sharing that, it kind of reminded me, um, a lot of our adults, we've kind of changed things up with CC kids recently and we've just really, we're trying to focus more on intentionality. And so we've kind of changed our pre-service stuff and, um, just the way that our classes kind of. Um, are facilitated and um, with that our small group leaders get to be more intentional with the students and it's been kind of eye-opening for some of our small group leaders to realize just because this child is at church doesn't mean like everything's perfect for them they too are Mm -hmm. a real person who is going through real life and these kids although they are kids they are going through some heavy things or their parents are getting divorced or mom and dad are moving or mom lost their job or uh, my sibling keeps getting in trouble or the cops got called on um, my brother like these are real things that are happening in the kids in our ministry and um, our adults get to they realize like wait these kids are people like they're not just children and like you your heart breaks for them and you the intentionality and the focus just becomes so much more real I think for our our adults as they find out those things about those kids and they have those relationships and those students begin to trust them and um, share their lives with these adults who are investing in them and who are pouring into them. Um, And not only that, but um, our elementary curriculum, there's been times where adults have said like, that was kind of convicting for me today. And so even though the curriculum is designed for elementary students, um, you're there and you get to hear that curriculum, you get to hear the message um, and how these students get to apply. And you also get to kind of look at yourself of like, do I need to apply this? I probably should. Like, probably. how can That's I? A good idea. Yeah, 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 I I could probably apply this or change this today. And so, um, small group leaders can then complete those action steps with their kids and just walk through life fully together. They they may be tons of years younger than you, but they're still a person and they still matter. Um, Jesus has told us before that children are important to him just as much as his disciples were or adults or sinners, anyone. Um, children were important to Jesus and they're important to us too. And so, um, being a part of CC kids, our adults get to just live that out and see that week after week. Yeah. Yeah. It is, I mean, it's one of those things where it is incredibly heartbreaking to see some of the things that children or students are going through, but also, um, it sounds weird, but it's also almost encouraging to be there for them Absolutely, and to know like you're going through this hard time, but I'm here to care for you and to and help some, you. And sometimes you as an adult have life experience that you can share into that and mm-hmm. just remind them maybe you've gone through something before that you can relate to and just really support and love on them and that God's put you in the right place at the right time to just really love on that child and something that you may have struggled with or thought was a terrible thing that you experienced now you can use for good in someone else's life yeah absolutely yeah, how about you Zay what you got for velocity some lives being changed uh, it's, first of all it's amazing just to see just so many lives uh, just cross over to saying, hey, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And we've seen multiple and many students already do that. But uh, one comes to mind where he came to Velocity years ago and he wasn't talked to and nobody really engaged with him. And I remember um, 
one of his friends goes to Velocity and I met him a couple times outside of church and where he worked and I would always re-invite him to Velocity like hey you need to come check us out again come check us out again and he was just like you know really hesitant on doing it and he finally did he finally came checked out Velocity we had a um, a student leader team and we were just able to just make sure one of the things that we always tell our student leaders is make sure that there are students that are not alone and I look for the student that is alone by themselves that are new and engage with them you know it's one thing for an adult to you know introduce themselves to a student but when you see other students engaging other students especially if that's their first interaction it changes the whole game and so it happened to him and he started to love velocity started coming back more and more and then he ended up being a, velo- a student leader and he's doing uh, now he's the one going out there and finding that one person and it, it, it's uh it, it it hits him in a different place because he was that person that got away yeah. at one time yeah, yeah. like nobody came to me so he takes it personally like I want to make sure I go to that student and really pour in introduce myself make a connection and it was just crazy to see that change in this student who was kind of hesitant to come to church and actually just having a conversation with him, just seeing that whole arc and also seeing where he is now and him wanting to actually be a pastor himself. And it is absolutely amazing. He serves at Sundays and Mm -hmm. he's just 100% all in. He's engaged. He serves at, or he's starting to serve at CC Mm -hmm. kids. And it was just amazing to see the life change of, you know, I had a bad experience and I don't know if that's for me to giving it a shot and seeing God work through not just velocity, but through our Sunday service and, and through the, our whole church and to see that transformation is absolutely breathtaking. And it's amazing to see that. And, you know, that's why, I mean, that's something that I love to do and something I love to see. And, you know, sometimes we don't get to see that every time, but to actually see that, to, to see a student be like, Hey, I want to be a pastor. Like that blows me away. And, uh, that's cool. and so it was just a great thing to see. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's even like just remembering, like, again, you don't have to be a rock star to do this stuff and you don't have to do everything cause you can't do everything, but you do, you can, and you need to do something. Uh, as we close, I just want to leave everyone with one idea. Jesus talked about, uh, there is no greater love than to lay down your life for your friend. Yes. Uh, lay down your life for someone else. And sometimes I think we, we go right to like the ultimate sacrifice of actually dying physically for somebody. But I also think there's no greater love than to give up my will, to give up my desires for somebody else Mm -hmm. and to truly lay your life down for somebody else. And our next gen ministry is a great place to do that where you can come in and you can lay your life down where you can invest in the next generation and make a huge difference in, uh, you know, as you were talking with Kirsten, uh, not just children or students, but their whole families and reaching people. And if you're contemplating where you can jump in and serve at CC, or even if you go to another church and you're just listening to this, cause you found this somewhere, find a spot to plug in, in next gen ministry. Every ministry opportunity that we have is legit ministry. It is an awesome team. First impressions, worship and production safety. Uh, I mean, operations, everyone is making a difference. 
but also just specific to this podcast today, uh, investing yourself in next gen ministry. Uh, it's going to have huge dividends. It will only see uh, when we are truly in God's kingdom with him forever. And to add something really, really quick with that, um, don't worry, I won't be too long. Cause we got to wrap it up soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you do that and you pour into students lives, like I've literally seen a student's life get changed where the parents start to see a difference and the parents mm-hmm. start to come to church wow. to check it out yeah. and then yeah. now the parents are engaged and serving and mm-hmm. and pouring in their lives and it's just this cycle and it all started and you know from cc kids to velocity and sometimes we forget that the impact you make it goes to their homes and it can really make a difference in the whole house and so that's just another yeah. reason to get engaged in the next gen ministry yeah people don't realize that like you're not just touching the life of the person that you know, the, the student or the child you're working with or the young adult but the the lives of the people around them the whole family have a, a yeah. huge impact in them being Jesus to the, to their family to their friends to their community you can change uh, we, everything we can change everything absolutely um, yeah, and just to kind of go off of what you're saying, Justin, if you do want to get involved um, at in our next-gen ministry here, there'll be a couple links in the description, but you can just go to centerpointfl.org or uh, primarily you can go to bridgebuilders.cc to sign up to join on any of our teams. But, you know, today, like, we've just found out about how amazing it is to be a part of the next-gen team and, and pour out our lives for the next generation. Yeah, and, all, and honestly, too, it's all over the next-gen team. We've got one heart across the board. This has been fun. Thank you guys for coming by. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, We are excited about things ahead for CC and we're going to roll up out of here. All right. See you guys later. God bless. Thank you for listening to CC stories today. At Centerpoint, we believe that you matter and therefore your story matters. If you'd like to share your story about how you've encountered Jesus at Centerpoint Church, visit centerpointfl.org slash ccstories. Who knows, you might even end up on this podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search at centerpointfl.